Welcome to the Energetic Radio Podcast. My name is Dale Sidebottom. Each week, I'll bring you inspirational guests who will help you bring fun, energy, and purpose into your lives. Let the show begin. All right, everyone, welcome back to the podcast, episode number 295 with Braith Bamkin. How are you, Braith? Uh, Dale, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm super excited to be talking to another Aussie. Ah, isn't it good? Isn't it good? Now, before we get stuck <laughs> in, what's the biggest win you've had in the last seven days? The biggest win I've had in the last seven days is super easy. I, I got to be up in uh, my place up in uh, Queensland. I've got a place up in Palm Cove. And uh, I had a pool that's being uh, put in. They said it was going to be put in at the end of the year. And randomly, they just rang up. I was thinking over breakfast, I wish it would happen earlier. They randomly rang up and said, you want us to start tomorrow? Because we had a cancellation. I said, I'm in. So that is a massive win. (laughs) Oh, how good, how good, particularly uh, for people that are listening. It is getting quite cold in Melbourne, so obviously heading (laughs) up to Palm Cove, it's a a very nice thing to do. Now, uh, Braith, we're going to talk about the power of connection today, and obviously you're the master in this. You used to run BNI, which is, you know, all about connecting people and things like that. But before we do that, you have had, in the last 10-odd years of your life, you know, things have completely changed. Do you want to let us know about Bell's palsy and everything? Oh, I know you've got a story because I think I do. We, we're going to talk about, you know, how people can improve connections and what they can do and um, for, for business, but also in life. But um, yeah, I think you've got a really interesting story and in how your life's really changed. Anyway, I don't want to steal your thunder, mate. Do you want to <laughs> explain it for us, mate? Yeah, mate. Well, look, I, you know, I started as uh, in BNI about 15 years ago. I became the executive director, which in BNI words means I'm I'm the franchise owner of BNI Melbourne Central. I had a business partner, and she and I were working happily together. But I uh, I, I kind of was starting to put a lot of effort into helping everybody else, and I kind of started to forget to help me. And I was busy being busy. And, you know, the thing that I love about BNI, and for the listeners who don't know BNI, BNI is Business Networking International. It's a referral organization. People join as members. It's, it's a great organization. If you're in business, I highly encourage people to go along. But I was helping everybody else succeed in their business, but I wasn't helping me. And my business partner and I were sort of heading in different trajectories and kind of it wasn't working really well for either of us. Anyway, so I'm on the flight as you do, heading off for a holiday in Colombia. Um, and I was flying from Miami to Bogota. Now, I kind of didn't know what to expect about Colombia. I thought it was going to be, you know, the Wild West. But uh, on that flight, I st- the food started falling out of my mouth when I was eating, which is really random. I'm like, what's going on? My partner, who's got a bit of a medical background, goes, oh, you- you're getting a Bell's palsy. I'm like, a Bell's what? I didn't even know what it was. Never heard of it. But for- And people who don't know, it's a paralyzing of uh, the side of the face. Uh, it's a nerve that sort of comes up through from your, your neck and that sort of paralyzes. Don't really know why. Anyway, I arrived in Bogota first thing in the, in the morning, got taken straight to the hospital. A Bogota hospital at 7 a.m. in the morning on, on Sunday morning is a very interesting experience. Security <laughs> guards, machine guns. But the best part is no one speaks English. So I'm rock up at the hospital speaking you know no spanish got google translate trying to explain what's happening and luckily my partner did spanglish and we sort of managed to work out that i had a bell's palsy and this is the medication that i needed got the medication off we went but uh 
when you've had a Bell's palsy, and I, and I rocked a really amazing pirate's eye patch for the next couple of weeks. If I went around Bogota with a pirate's eye patch on, because you, you can't open or close your eyes. All the kids were laughing at me, and I was sort of doing my best pirate impersonation. A lot of fun, <laughs> gotta say, a lot of fun. But um, yeah, it's even more fun watching the food fall out of your mouth because you can't chew on that side of your mouth, so everything just falls out. So it's uh, got to. Got to avoid the wet stuff, mate. <laughs> oh, I bet you do. <laughs> it, just, it just comes straight out the other side. It's kind of fun. So anyway, part of the 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 rehab for Bell's palsy, if you want to make sure it's not permanent, and you probably can't really see it these days, but I mean, I can feel a bit of it, is to you know, do facial exercises. I did a bit of research, got back to Australia, did a bit of uh, research, and uh, I found out that this thing called laughter yoga exists. Have you ever heard of laughter yoga? I have. I have heard of it. You yes. have. Oh, you. Not many people have. No. So I've, I, yeah, I've heard. I've, I've actually had two guests on that do it as well. Um, oh, which is brilliant. And um, yeah, I think things like this are great. We we need more fun, and particularly when oh, you can mix it with the benefits of moving yeah. body. Yeah, I'm all for it, Brian. Yeah, totally. I'm. I'm glad you heard it. Anyway, I rock off to my first laughter yoga session. I was hooked. I like a bit of a laugh at the best of times, but uh, it was amazing. And through that, I decided to become a laugh yoga instructor. And uh, people laugh at me when I say it's a five-day course to learn how to laugh, but <laughs> it is a five-day course to learn how to laugh. And I did that for fun. I did it for fun and for rehab. And I knew that it was helping me because I could really see what was happening with the Bell's palsy. Uh, and and through that I discovered uh, breath work, which you know I've been I've been doing yoga since I was in my mid twenties, and that's a you know thirty years ago, <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> uh, so so, uh, so you know I I knew about breath work in yoga, but I kind of never yeah I can't believe it, but I never really knew to apply it outside of that environment. And uh, which is random because you know thirty odd years of practice, you think you pick something up. But uh, so so breath work and and laughter yoga are effectively the same stuff. It's a way of moving uh, energy through you. It's about using your your lungs properly. It's about breathing properly. Using the right the right mechanisms in our body to breathe and to to be free. And when you connect with yourself, Dal, you can connect with other people. And so. I then went on a pathway to, uh, to to separate my business from my business partner. I, I bought her out. It was great for her, great for me, and really started to focus on ways in which I could look after myself in my business as well as looking after other people. So that was my journey. I, I love that. Question. You got a very long. No, story. no, no. That's the that's <laughs> the best thing about a good question. Um, <laughs> And and not patting myself on the back there, but with, with <laughs> it, why what do you know what brought the bells palsy on? Was it you know like as you said, you probably weren't taking the best care of yourself. Is it a sort of that stress and anxiety burnout, all all yeah. the above? Uh, all of the above, mate. I was stressed. I was anxious. I was pissed off with everyone. I was pissed off with my myself. I was pissed off with the situation. I have you ever heard the term internalized or externalized locus of control? It's whether you um, place your belief that things that are happening around you are because of what you're doing or because of stuff that's happening out there. I was blaming everybody else. You know, it's everyone else's fault that, you know, I was doing bad stuff. So I, and that, and, and, you know, I've got a psychology degree, so I kind of probably should have known that. So. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was years of education wasted, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> no, not not at all. So what have you learned? I know we'll talk about work and everything like that, but um, 
what are the what's the big takeaways you've learned about yourself from going through all of that? Because yep. sometimes you know it's not it's not ideal to go through these things, but it actually makes us wake up and start living again. What what have you really noticed about yourself from obviously everything you went through, Brad? If you don't look after yourself, you're no good to anyone else. And look, I, I don't have kids, but I imagine that people that have kids understand that quite well. If you don't look after yourself, you uh, you can't look after your, your family. But you know, in in my business, I couldn't help the people I wanted to help because I wasn't uh, clear around what I wanted. I wasn't clear about how how to navigate through the situations that I was facing. Uh, I was constantly stressed, so I wasn't making great decisions. I was saying and doing stuff that, you know, looking back on it now, I'm like, wow, I said that. And, you know, ultimately what I wasn't doing is I wasn't turning up as the best version of myself. So I wasn't operating in the world the way I would like to operate in the world. And I didn't get a great result or the result that I that I knew I could poss- possibly get by by showing up better. Mm. I think so many people, and I, I know I've I've spoken about my journey, obviously hitting rock bottom and getting divorced at 30, and things that have come from that have been awesome. But why does it always take, you know, why are we so pig-headed? I'm, I'm putting this out there that why, why, why can't we see the way we're treating ourselves, treating other people, the stress, the anxiety? Why does it take that horrible thing happening for us to wake up? Yeah, well, I think the human condition is that when things are good, we just can easily just go through the motions of it being really great. And then often when there's a tragedy, we look to a solution to address what happened to us. I think what I've learned is that when things are good, that's when you've got to put the work in. Because when you put the work in, when things are good, when things aren't good, because stuff's going to happen, mate. Stuff will happen in your life, no matter what. Uh, there's always something that will come. But if you've put all the tools in place that will help you to navigate that when it arrives, you'll handle it a lot better. But the key is you've got to do it when times are good. And and most people, in my experience, including myself in the past, just simply don't. Mm, yeah. And it's like anything in life, you get out what you put in. Um, and yeah. when you're firing on all cylinders, that's the time to capitalize and really go hard. I couldn't agree more. So Obviously, with the breath work and laughing yoga and things like that, how have you changed as a person and in your work life? How how has that affected, I don't know, what you probably might value more or how you show up? Yeah, well, look, I've always enjoyed helping other people. And, you know, even as a young person, I found that really rewarding. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever done any volunteering work, but if, if you have, People who do volunteering will say, no matter how much you put in, you always get more out. So, you know, my my ego likes the reward of of helping someone and getting something back for that because that's just the way we're we're built. And Ben and I has enabled me to do that in a resourceful way. But now what I can do is I can actually be really present and I can really genuinely help people in ways that you know, just five years ago, I wasn't able to do because I got caught up on my own stuff. And when my life in particular has been in flow, I have found it easier to assist other people. And, you know, I I think that one of the things that we're put on earth to do is to actually be the best version of ourselves, And that brings people along for the, for the journey. And when they see you being uh, the way you are, then they're attracted to that and they don't want to find out more. 
Mm, I totally agree. I'm just nodding along with you here. The key you've just mentioned there, and one thing I've always struggled, like not now, but it used to, Braith, is being present. Do you know what I mean? Like that's, if you're present, it, that's a gift to yourself and everyone else really is like, yeah. but it's, it's very easy for us to talk about that right now, but actually doing that, it's not as easy, is it? You know, when you learn how to do it, it becomes part of, of, of who you are. And I, and I think some people are on a journey that that is an opportunity for them to experience, but not, not everyone knows that that's an opportunity. I think just before we got on, we spoke about Dr. Joe Dispenza. Uh, he's a, a guy that, uh, you know, I'm really a, a big fan of. He's He talks about meditation and the science of meditation and what's going on for the body. And he really helps you to get into that present state. And look, I've found that a really amazing experience for me. Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's, there's so many things out there, but it's not giving up until you find that thing. Yeah. Is it like everybody, there's something for everyone. If you haven't found it yet, I think yeah. like that's why there's so many options out there. We're all seekers. You know, we're all seeking. I think we're all, we're all aware that, you know, we're here for something great, right? No matter who we are, we're here for every, every single human life has something amazing to contribute to, to, to existence. And we, I think we all have that feeling in us. And we're seekers, no matter what pathway you take, as long as, so long as I think we're doing something that, that moves us forward and propels us to be better versions of ourselves, you can't go wrong. Mm. And and with that being said, I think your true wealth is the connections and friendships you have in life. And one thing I'm fascinated about, I've never been to a networking event before. <laughs> obviously, obviously I, I go to a lot of conferences and I talk at them and things like that, but that's, that's different. What, can you explain to me, I was a little bit naive, but this is why I do the podcast because I always want to learn as well. What What is a networking event and sort of how do they work? Yeah, cool. Well, look, network, most people think that networking is about expanding the number of people that you have in your Rolodex for, for those of us who are old enough to know that. Or, or, <laughs> Some <laughs> people won't. I, I knew Some that people won't. Won't. Oh, well, <laughs> For the other people, it'll be uh, their, their, their contacts list on their phone. <laughs> I go with the roller deck. Um, I, I like that. That's good. Very good. I know. I, know. I can't believe I pulled that one out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. networking is really a means to an end. And and the goal with any networking activity that you do is to connect with people that you can build a relationship with. And a networking event is really the very top of a funnel that we can go through to move people through into our inner circle. And the mechanism that brings us from a networking event to the inner circle is time and trust. And when, when you invest time in individuals and you build trust over that period of time, the closer to the inner circle they get. And when people are in your inner circle and they know, like, and trust you really well, they'll generate business for you. And it's a it's a function of investment of time and and trust, and it it is so important. And you'll know people listening now. You'll know people that do things to help you because they want to help you, not because they're keeping score and wanting something back yeah. in return. That that's definitely not the way to do it, is it? No, absolutely not. So, you know, you've been to a networking event. I'm sure people have uh, rocked up to you and they try to sell you stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's just premature solicitation, isn't it? It's like you know, I don't know you, you don't know me. Yeah. <laughs> what? Why are you trying to sell me your stuff? And you don't know me at all. You don't know my situation or where I'm at. But until until we build a relationship, I'm not willing to open up and and, and potentially do business with you. And everyone has a different speed of trust. Like 
you know, some people trust quite soon in the equation and some people take a lot of time to build trust and you don't know uh, what, what time frame people will take before they build trust with you. It, everyone's different and you can't force it and you can't move it any faster than it, it's going to naturally happen. So, you know, investing in other human beings with your time is the best thing you can possibly do to, to build a, a trusted network. Yeah. And, and so true. And I talk about this all the time, connection before content, that exactly what you just, exactly what you just mentioned there, right? That you can't expect to sell or to do, to get yeah, anybody yeah. to do anything if they don't like you or they don't trust you or you haven't built that rapport. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I reckon I'm a pretty likable person, but you know, if you don't trust me and that I'm going to treat your network with the utmost of respect I, I should never expect you to introduce me to them ever you know it's 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 something that you know when i pass you a connection from my network your number one job is to make me look good and you know i i want i want to know that if i'm handing over somebody i really know like and trust you're going to make me look good and you're going to look after them really really well and that's going to take time for me to know that that's going to happen Mm, so true. And so for people listening, because obviously for people starting out, it's, you know, as we just said, connections are the key. You need those connections to get leads, to get anything going on. But also people that are doing quite well, the broader your network is or the better connections you have, it does help as well. So where can people start? Like without going to, you know, a, a networking event, what what are some simple ways to reach out to people and, you know, start a connection or you, like starting from scratch? Like, because it's not cold calling or like what you just yeah. said before, you yeah. know, about just selling to somebody. Is there a, a, a way people can just sort of get into it? Yeah. Well, the first thing you've got to do is you've got to be really clear, super, super clear about what it is that you want and who you want to do business with. Because I think the number one thing that, that I see people failing with is they're not clear about who they want to do business with. And if you don't know who you want to do business with, you can't <laughs> explain it to me. So you've just got to be really, really clear. So you've got to sit down and spend some time being really clear about who you want to do business with and why. And all, all that business is, all the referral is, is solving someone's problems, right? So if you solve problems for people, if you cannot articulate the problem that you solve for other people and the, the journey that you take them on, you cannot hope for somebody ever to invest time in giving you referrals. And if they give you referrals and they're not right over time, they go, hang on, I've been giving this person referrals and they're not moving forward. You know, I'm going to stop. So that is eliminated by you being really clear about who you want and why you want them and being able to explain it really succinctly. Mm, and I think that is very true and you need to be able to deliver on that aspect. And I think sometimes we're too broad. You need to really narrow that in. And I, I've been told that multiple times and it's taken a while to figure that out, right? But yeah. I think I've got it now, but it's also a two-way street. Giving is a two-way street that you can't just expect to take, take, take connections all the time. You need to be, you know, on the front foot as well. You need to be dishing them back and repaying that. Yeah. Look, the philosophy of BNI is give us gain. And, you know, when we see people, I, I've seen over the years, lots of people who give, 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 and the more they give, the more they seem to get. And so I think that that's the, the basis of the philosophy of give us gain is if you just keep giving and expect nothing in return, it comes back automatically. Uh, you know, people don't have to do much to get stuff back if you give. 
But yeah. a lot of people don't get that because they're, they're operating in scarcity. And a lot of people operate out of scarcity because they're not clear about what they want in their life or their business. And mm. therein lies the ultimate challenge. You've got to get clear about what it is you like and you want. And when you're in that space, it's it's easy to not it's easy to be in abundance. You know, scarcity comes out of not understanding where you're at in the world. Mm, so true, so true. So people listening right now, I love giving an actionable thing. Um, would it be reaching out and you know giving them a connection or a different podcast to listen to, or would it be saying, "Hey, you two might get along," or what, what's the, what's something really easy that people can do today? Well, you've, you've got to re- read your audience. You've got to read the people that you're with. What, did you, what is it that they need? So you've got to not think what it is that you would want, but you've got to find out what they want. So by listening and asking questions, sitting down with somebody over a coffee is really the, the most impactful thing you can do. And, you know, I've got some tools on my website that can help people to get some frameworks around that. So if you, they jump on my website, they can download that stuff. But it, if you if you start articulating what it is that you want and you help them to articulate what it is that they want, then you can understand how you can move forward. What, you don't have to give stuff that costs money. And I love that you brought up a number of different options there. So have you heard this podcast? My, one of my favorites is, have you read this book? Mm-hmm. And even, you know, you can give a copy of that book or, you know, talk about what you learned from that book or, but be very careful not to say, I read this book and I know you should do dot, 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 dot. When you start <laughs> book. Yeah, it's, it's not exactly a great way to build a relationship when people tell you what you need to do or you need to learn. So this is what I learned. This is what I got out of this experience. You might find this useful too. And, you know, once you've read the book, let's have a conversation about it. I I love talking to people about books. These days, podcasts are really easy things to share. I love sharing podcasts with people and say, what did you pick up out of that? Uh, You know, people love being introduced to new podcasts and new uh, topics. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there, a lot of noise. So if somebody that that you know is going to cut away some of that noise and introduce you to that, that's a great thing to do. Invite them to go to a a networking event that you're going to, go together, invite them to a conference that they're going to, uh, you know, share white papers, stuff that you've read uh, that's relevant for your industry. There's a lot of things that you can do that cost absolutely no money. Um, Introductions. You know, I'm okay with introductions if they are a, a transaction that's not a high value transaction, because the higher the value the transaction is going to be, you need to have a lot more trust with that person. So I'm not opening up my, um, my I'm just going to say Rolodex, my, my contacts <laughs> list. I'm, I'm going with the model. I'm not really that old. But, but with, with, with the contacts list, I'm not, not, I'm not opening that up until I really feel comfortable that you're going to, um, treat that with respect but these days you know you can go through sit down with people that you know and have a look at your linkedin connections and say hey look i know this person would you be able to do an introduction that's a really easy thing that you can yeah. do and look depending on how look, i don't know about you i've got three or four thousand people on linkedin you know they're not on my besties like i'm not going to be able to make an entree to all, all three or four thousand like I, I sent a linkedin connection to you and, you know so you know you could see some of the people that i i would know and some of them i'd know really really well and yes i'd be able to facilitate that but some you know they're just linkedin connections i can't make that happen yeah yeah and then and i think that's the beautiful thing about you know, social media and online and the presence you have and things like that. But one thing you mentioned before is going and catching up with someone face to face for a coffee. Like oh, uh, I okay. get like Zoom's great. And I know we're doing it over Zoom now and yep. you can use it for so many things, but it's so impersonal. Like it, 
taking that effort to go and see somebody, it it's like 20 zooms. Like it, it's so much more powerful. Well, there's a couple of things that happen when you're in proximate, um, when we're close to people, there's an energy that we go, give off. You know, when you walk into a room, somebody says, oh, there's something not right about this or the bad vibe or I don't like the feeling in here. As humans, we're like little um, transmission and, and um, uh, radar um, zones that we can really feel what's going on around us. We can feel energy. And, you know, every thought in our brain is a, a, a little electrical impulse that's snapped across a synapse. So a thought has energy and that energy obviously has to be around us. So you can be in pr the presence of somebody and you can feel the energy between the two of you. You can see body language that you can't see on, on Zoom. You know, we say that, you know, 80% of our languages or our, our communication is nonverbal. So you can't see everything. Like I can only see from your shoulders up, yeah. uh, but you know, you, you probably got your boxer shorts down. Uh -huh. <laughs> you never know, mate. You that. You've seen the best part of me up here, the downside. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you, but being proximate to somebody, you can really pick up on those nonverbal cues and, it's a really easy way for you to build a relationship faster because that connection is really impactful. You know, you can do stuff over Zoom. It's, the, you know, the way we are moving in the world, there's going to be a lot more of that, but nothing goes past being in a room full of, with other people. And that's why B and I still works really well because people want the connections that we're human beings. And as human beings, we are designed to be in community and community works when we're together. It's really simple. Like, what did we do when lockdown ended? We just all busted out and, <laughs> and went partying. Yeah, we did. We did. But for those I, not, for those... Yeah, no, it's so true. I think it's it's exactly, it's so true. There's a couple of different things that people can take away, Brayson, today is firstly, think about somebody you haven't seen for a while or maybe someone and, and doesn't have to be work-wise or just anybody and reach out and say, would you like to have a coffee? Like, and lock in a date. Don't just think and do it because if you procrastinate or don't book it today, it's not going to happen. And the other thing is think yep. about one person that you could empower today or you could help them with something going on in their life. And it doesn't always have yep. to be at work. Two simple things, isn't it? And they're very powerful things that will make you feel bloody good about yourself. Yeah, well, mate, random acts of kindness, very easy yep. things to do. And, you know, random acts of kindness can just be a kind word. You know, ring up somebody and thank them for something they've done. You know, it's very easy to make people feel good because these days we don't do it to each other like we used to. And, you know, random acts of kindness, do one every day. Yeah. And I, I think why random acts of kindness or just a nice message or something like that, it's not because it's a... It, it's because it's just random. It's it's not a special occasion where everybody's yeah. patting you on the back. Um, yeah. And that's why it's so much more powerful because yeah. we, we don't know what people are going through. We don't know their situations. People don't share these days. So getting a, a random message, oh, it'll, it makes someone's day, year. You don't know the impact that would have on them. Yeah, I did. I did. Um in the second for those people who aren't um in we're in victoria but uh in in melbourne we had you know a couple of big lockdowns in the second lockdown i did uh 60 days of sending a random text to somebody different every single day was just a little kind word or a little how are you just thinking of you you know i cannot tell you the number of people that picked up the phone and said thank you so much for that message oh it's been a you know, interesting week and I really appreciated that. And, you know, I had a conversation with people on the phone. Like we couldn't be together because of what was happening, but 
You know, I spoke to people I haven't spoken to for forever. It was just the most amazing 60 days. You know, you don't need uh, a lockdown to do that. You could do that. You could start your 60 days today, mate. <laughs> well, and I think the thing with that as well is that it's, 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 it's not just saying, how are you? Because that's a crap question. You're going to get a yeah. rubbish response at surface yeah. level. Do you know what I mean? Whereas yeah, you totally. go deeper and your message, like being a little bit vulnerable and putting yourself out there like you were, it allows that connection to take place. And then you've actually got something more meaningful to talk about on the phone. Yeah. yeah. Look, you know, I didn't say, how are you? I didn't say, you know, how's it going? Because, you know, you knew what people were going to say. <laughs> I, I don't reckon they know. Yeah, because, you know, I knew them enough to be able to send them a text. I would ask them ask them something relevant in their life that, you know, that they could have a not a one answer response. You know, you could have a conversation with and, you know, it was impactful. Mm. Well, and as I said, quality questions come with quality responses. And if you want to, you know, prove, you know, work on those connections, it takes deeper conversations to occur. So sometimes exactly. people aren't going to do that for you. That can be as simple as starting that conversation by text message. Like it, it's so easy, isn't it? We're making things sound really easy, bro. Right? So people are people are listening along, mate. It's episode 259. In the show notes, there's going to be links to your website. What can we get on your website? What can we expect? Because I know people are loving the chat. Obviously, a couple of Victorians, great banter. But what else are people <laughs> going to get when they go visit you, mate? So I've got a really great free mini course on my website now, how to get your business referral ready today, whether or not you are looking for referrals in your business or, or you're looking for business in general. It's a great way of getting your thoughts together around how to, how to get yourself clear about who you want to do business with and why. So I really recommend that course. Uh, next month, I've got a, a webinar coming up on how to uh, get your vision, mission and values aligned. I think one of the things that I've seen over the years is businesses that are really clear on their vision, mission and values and what they're doing and they can articulate that well. It comes through in everything in their marketing, in the way they engage with their customers and that attracts the right sort of customers. It's a really powerful thing. So I'm super excited about that next month. So yeah, and I've got a couple of cheat sheets. If you ever want to learn how to do uh, a press release, I've got a great cheat sheet on the press release. I think there's another one coming out next week. I'm not sure which one it is, but it'll be there on the website. <laughs> but yeah, so I've got a lot of free stuff there and yeah, happy for people to stop on by. Yeah, well, I'll have, uh, again, this episode number 295. I'll have links in the show notes so you can go and check those out and obviously reach out to Braith and thank you for today. But I, I love when you have a quality conversation and it leads to little actionable things that people can take away. Um, and Sometimes little actions, little steps equal big results, but you need to be accountable. You need to be doing them. No one's going to do it for you, are they? No one's doing anything for you. <laughs> I think that's exactly right. Well, thanks so much for your time today, Braith, and being on the show, mate. It's uh, yeah, I've really enjoyed the chat, and um, I know listeners will as well. So thanks very much. Thank you. 